Welcome to Conversations and Coffee Podcast, where I bring a new guest on each episode to have a conversation and a coffee. This podcast is brought to you to enlighten other people's stories, and I hope you enjoy. Hello, welcome to Conversations and Coffee Podcast. Today I'm in Sports Physio Ireland with Moss Lamon. Moss, thanks so much for having a chat. Gross, we met you? there recently at the Men's Bar event, Image yeah, and its yeah. Impact, but straight away, you know, you've done a presentation, you got up, you, you spoke over a couple of slides. I immediately said straight away I want to get you on the podcast, but people that didn't make the event or people that don't know really much about you, this is just an opportunity for them to kind of get to know how you even got into physiotherapy and how you're in the position you are. Where did it all begin? Oh, it's a good question. Uh, like when I was in school, when I was younger, you know, the usual thing, I, did, I didn't know what I wanted to do really. I was big into sport all, all, all along from, from a very young age. And I figured my, my, my granddad was a doctor, so I kind of, I, you know, genuinely at that time as a teenager, I felt that maybe I wouldn't get the points to, to, mm. to be able to do medicine. And I thought to myself, well, what could I do? Maybe that would be in the health sector and maybe sport related. And I suppose the other thing was I would have played a lot of GAA growing up and um, I was constantly injured. And at the time, like, you know, I didn't have the maturity to, to keep on top of exercise or anything mm. like that. So I was constantly in the physio or with the physio. Um, so I decided I'd give physio a punt and like I think like you, you, I think choosing what you want to do at 18 you kind of have to be lucky to get into the right thing and I just I, I got lucky so you know I was just able I got in, involved with sports teams while I was in college even though that wouldn't be all that physio was about mm-hmm. but that's you know I, lo- I was lucky that I got in, into that kind of scene or whatever so it's worked out really well so mm-hmm. just re- you know obviously uh, for someone that, that loves sport to be able to work in that profession uh, and know, then another thing as well like especially saying uh, you played GAA at a young age, now being the physiotherapist for the Dublin Senior Hurling team. Yeah. That's yeah. big, like. Yeah, it's amazing. Like, it's funny, they say, you know, when, when hurling would be probably, you know, probably is my, my favourite sport on earth. And uh, I always thought to myself, you know, it'd be, it'd be a serious dream to be able to, 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 to be the physio for the Dublin Hurling team. And it actually happened quite a lot sooner than I thought it would. And again, slightly, you know, by default, but I suppose putting yourself in a, in a mm-hmm. good position in college helped me so uh, yeah it was amazing it's, it's, I'm still working it's a big so. achievement I mean especially yeah. being a player and then always having that kind of goal in the back of your mind then achieving it yeah. you are the go-to when these guys have problems or pains or issues they come to you and it's amazing probably to be in that position but say I'm a person watching this now that just uses the gym regularly or mm. you know I, I do various different physical activities what advice or how important is stretching and looking after your body after you know Pre and post workout as such. Pre and post, yeah. Look, it, it's it's obviously it is hugely important. Like what I'd say is it's it's an interesting one. Like you know, I was chatting to someone recently about it. Like in the, the fitness industry is realistically it's only about a hundred years old. So like we are Neanderthals when it comes to fitness mm-hmm. and the importance of of pre and post kind of strategies around working out or exercising are hugely important to maximize even the the actual like your body needs to adapt to the mm-hmm. to the to the stimulus that you've undertaken or whatever. So um yeah look it, there's there's lots of conflicting evidence about this stuff but what I what I would say is from a from um from a a gym point of view or an exercise point of view is people need to know it's like it's like getting a health check people need to know what the tendencies are in their bodies in terms of how they move and maybe because of their job or previous injuries they'd be tight in certain areas or they might be uh, weak in certain areas so it's very important for people to have that awareness of their own body 
Um, so, has, you know, going to someone that's able to kind of screen your movement and tell you that you've got, you know, these are your issues. Everyone's different. Everyone moves differently. So people have issues specific to their to their needs. So people should be aware of maybe their right hip or their left shoulder, mm -hmm. whatever it might be, and they should have strategies, what we call correctives or work-ons that they would do regularly, maybe pre or post-workout or even on days where they're not training so that they can train and not get injured or, or mm -hmm. contribute to, to, to the... To, to them kind of moving better all the time mm -hmm. so you know it's probably it's probably a generic thing to say to stretch or whatever but I, I would certainly say like know your own body work on things specifically that you need haven't been given that advice by a professional say um, and then uh, and yeah that's 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 your best bet you know because mm -hmm. uh, it's nearly as important as lifting the weights to get results it's like when you put time in you yeah. get results back but in a different way like I had a friend and he had a really bad accident uh, on a football pitch his ACL he tore his ACL but he went and you know got, got surgery and then he he actually went to a physiotherapist and I remember him telling me they gave him six or seven things he has to do for 30 minutes a day or something like that and he just didn't stick to it and I mean it's like being on an antibiotic when you're sick and being told you have to take this four times a day you know mm and you only take it twice, you're not gonna get the results. He didn't stick it out and he ended up in a worse position. Like it's, it's interesting because modern day physiotherapy, like here at Sports Physio Ireland, I suppose we're, we're strength and conditioning coaches as well as physios and it's a combination of both. And traditionally, physio would have been a case where you'd go you'd go to a physiotherapist and you might get a few stretches and maybe a massage and, um, and, and some very much a hands-on type job. Uh, and then, if you were any sort of athlete that that was involved in sport, there, you'd be you'd be you'd be back in with then your kind of maybe your strength coach working on your squats and your deadlifts. But there's a there's a big gap to kind of bridge there. So what what's actually happening now is like uh, as as we as we gain more information around the fitness industry and stuff like that, and and human movement and survival and all these things, like you know. The, the logic is there that you know essentially like squats and lunges and push-ups were born out of necessity as humans so I mean like you say I, I mentioned that that, that, that the concept of you know you, you hear these awful stories about some, some elderly people that might live on their own and they, they lack function and they lack ability physically so like they, they could fall and they're not actually able to get up off the ground and like you know, it doesn't matter whether you're you're a, a, a you know an Irish rugby player benching 100 kg as a push, or whether you're an elderly person that's able to get up into a plank, and then onto one leg and to or you know kneel into a kneeling position and push themselves up, which essentially is a plank, a push up, and a lunge into a standing position. Mm -hmm. No different. No different. So it's it's all a spectrum. It's like basic a, movements, but so important. Yeah, yeah, they? absolutely. Like so. So the concept, like the the reality is that regardless of now, everyone's on a different level. It is that spectrum. And if you're a professional athlete, you're going to be doing these high end kind of types of, of lifts and heavy lifts and and probably more kind of complex movements like changes of direction and jump and land and all this type of stuff. But on a very basic level, for example, my granny or granddad, you know, you like I want them to be able to squat, whether it's with a little with a little dumbbell or whether it's a body weight squat. I want them to be, to be able to lunge or to plank or to you know to, to even do a single leg deadlift so they have balance on one leg so that they, their, their foot doesn't get caught in the curb when they fall over or whatever it might be and falls it's a massive hazard in terms of the elderly population because if you break a hip you know the, the chances of recovery from that are very slim and so essentially it's like you know our, our, our ethos here and I know modern day physio is the same is that you, someone comes in the door and whether they're 70 and maybe unfit and don't exercise or whether they're 20 and they're they're breaking through into a Premier League team or whatever it might be that the the the, the foundation is the same mm -hmm. 
it just depends on where they are are at in that spectrum. Mm -hmm. So you know, I'm going to try and get an elderly person to be more to, to be more functional and to, to develop strength in certain basic human mm -hmm. patterns of movement. And maybe with the with the athlete, the same principles apply, but on a on a, on a higher level. Mm -hmm. um, and it, and it, and it doesn't matter. So you know, at the end of the day, what's happening? Like the research is there now to to show that essentially, like the stronger and more efficient we are in our movement, the longer we survive. And I'm definitely one for, for you know, I, I believe that we should try and su survive as long as possible. I think we won't get one chance on the earth. And I think we should, we really need to take advantage of that and getting into your 60s and 70s and having to worry about not being able to maintain independence or, or you know, even, you know, your strength, your strength could dissipate so much that you're, you're, you're not able to exercise that much. Or you're Imagine like around. working 40 years of your life and then, you know, manual physical labor, whether it be on a site or whether it be in any sort of a craft that, mm. you know, you're after putting all this wear and tear on your body, not looking after your body and then retiring and not even being able to go for a walk in the park, yeah. or not even be able to go for a jog on the beach. And pain is what often restricts that. Yeah. And pain, pain happens, can often happen as a result of inefficient movement. Mm -hmm. Which, as I, as I was saying earlier on, if you, if you have a if you have a health screen and from a from a young age or from from you know from your kind of teenage or in your mid twenties or whatever, you're aware. Like every I've said, everyone is different and everyone has their own kind of movement profile. If you like, so identifying your own weaknesses and areas to work on, and and if you get started on that at an early age and you get involved in resistance training and getting stronger and fitter, like you're going to get to retirement age and, and actually be able to enjoy a round mm -hmm. of golf or or and, and look, plenty of people do, but there's there's a lot there's definitely a lot of the population now are, are injured or tired just issues. hearing more and more my hip or my knee or yeah or back you know, you know back exactly things, like yeah, and yeah. i find like i'm in a in a bit of a desk job at times and i i find my back has nearly come around that i spoke about in the very first episode of the podcast with a guy who's nothing got to do with physiotherapy but is in a very similar situation to me sits at a desk in an upright position for most of the day and i found the chair i was using was just the standard chairs in the office and my back just became in this position where it was rounded forward yeah. and it, the pain was just ridiculous. When you go from that into the car seat or go from that to sitting without support in the back, the pain was there. And basically, like you said with the back, it's a buildup of constant strain and pressure. Yeah, it's yeah. just going to have such an impact in the long run. Yeah, exactly. It's sustained. Like they, they say, like your posture is a reflection of your life. You know. So I mean, if you're, if we spend the, a certain amount of time in that rounded position on the laptop or the computer, unfortunately, a lot of jobs are. You know, that's what they involve these days. You know, you're you're going to get used to be. Mm -hmm. You're going to get used to. You know, being in that position quite like uh, too much you know comfortable. Um, yeah you get comfortable in a, in, a, in a bad position and that becomes your tendency now the interesting thing is like the brain the body will take the path of least resistance always okay so whatever way whatever way you look at it so it's you know unless you obviously consciously try and do something different but but even still the problem is if you're eight hours a day in a slouch position and then you you say to yourself oh yeah geez I have to remember to keep myself upright it doesn't it doesn't work like you know at the, uh, after 10 minutes you're gonna be back in that position again essentially what you're doing the whole time so what you need to do is train that out of you make your comfortable oh back in that position the upright shoulders yeah, back position exactly but it's again one of the ways to counter the rounded position is to maybe strengthen the muscles at the back to pull you into a better but like a, like a postural strength type program what type of uh, yeah, yeah. workouts would, like, would improve that so well that's the thing like so you, again you'd be you'd be focusing on on a lot of kind of pull type exercises and shoulder health and on upper back health type exercises where you kind of you're essentially like like bent over rows or you know seated rows or lat pull downs or things like that anything that gets the shoulders back and into a more upright position into a 
retracted position. And essentially, when you strengthen the muscles at the back like that, they naturally pull your into no that choice. position. So it's actually harder to, to, to sit like it's this. It's painful to do that. Yeah. And if you think about it on, on in terms of a balance, like, you know, eight hours a day like this, you know, it's not enough to just counter that by saying to yourself, oh, I'm going to sit taller. You know, you need to actually be consciously making an effort to do something to, to pull you out of that position. And that goes, that, that's the same for, for, for any injury, really. Like, it's, it all comes down to tolerance levels. So, for example, someone that has knee pain that plays football, let's say they're right-footed, they, or their dominant leg is their right leg, they might constantly push off their right knee, um, and therefore it gets it gets overloaded. And, and the question is, do do does that joint or does the knee joint have the tolerance for the stress that's being put under mm -hmm. on the football pitch? So if the answer is no, then you have to come up with strategies to, to increase that tolerance, such as strengthening the muscles of the leg, or maybe slightly changing their tendencies in their movement. So for example, you compare that to someone that's sitting at a desk, okay, so you'd look at changing the tendencies by trying to maybe get them to sit a little bit more upright, but also you give them strategies to strengthen their back muscles mm -hmm. to get them out of that elongated, rounded position at the back. Mm -hmm. um, so it's all, it's all about strategies, it's all about increasing your tolerance of, mm -hmm. of stress in the body in terms of getting the most out of your physical capacity, you know. But what you put in, you get back. Exactly. You know, yeah, it's yeah, not going to happen for you. It's not going to yeah. just happen overnight either. You've got to obviously have patience mm -hmm. and you've got to obviously want to improve it because it's not going to just one day wake up, oh, this is perfect, I'm back to normal because that's not comfortable. To become comfortable, you nearly want your shoulders to be retracting and like forcing you that yeah, if you yeah. go forward, it's painful again. So I'm just curious just to kind of just see from your perspective and your opinion, mental health is a huge thing in, in the world at the moment. and. I find more and more people now are, are coming out and saying, you know, I've got such a problem or I've got such a diagnosis. And I'd be interested to hear from your point of view, how a guy like you or how some of the, I suppose, key elements you try to promote would help mental health or help somebody that's in some, some sort of a, you know, rough. Yeah, exercise and well-being and nutrition and looking after the body. You know. Yeah, yeah. I look uh, like yeah. It's a good question, Russ, and definitely something that I'm very interested in, passionate about. I would say, like, for me as a physio, it's just I suppose this was one string to the bow in terms of the the holistic approach to someone's well-being. Like you know, um, like. We, we know we know the the links between exercise and, and mental health and the benefits uh, you know in terms of the endorphin release and even just feeling better about yourself you know even just the simple and we spoke about it at the men's fire events you know even that just even feeling like you're looking a bit better can give you a real boost like you know um, for me though like you know it's like it's like um, it's funny like with the Dublin team there's there's we, we have this approach where it's like you know what boxes can we tick to improve and and like you can't really have any stones left unturned, unturned if you want to be successful and success maybe is the wrong word when it comes to well-being but to flip that and talk about it like a human and you're looking at you know well what can we do from a mental point of view in terms of maybe mindset so I'm, I'm like really into like psychology and self-development and that type of stuff so just concepts like you know self-awareness and acceptance and things like that and, and maybe identifying areas of say your personality that you need to work on and stuff like that and, and and there's so much information out there now about how we can do that I think I think self-awareness is probably the most important thing that a human can have because from there you can develop yourself you know um, and, 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 and once you identify areas of your maybe your personality or, or your tendencies and you know with other people that you don't maybe particularly like or you think you can prove it gives you that platform to, to, to push on and just be a better person mm -hmm. like you know so you've got that element of it like from from a from a physical point of view like 
the like you know nutrition recovery and exercise kind of tie in together so and again like as, as a physio now we kind of almost need to have knowledge in all those areas to help mm -hmm. someone because we're getting people in here like that are depressed that are overweight that are in pain that have really troubled lives things going on family like like backgrounds that are really tough or family environments that are really tough and and like they're coming in and we're trying to get on top of their back pain like you know giving them the best exercises in the world is not going to just entirely fix that back pain You're, you've got so many other things to, to look at and you're actually in assessing and nearly investigating their lifestyle for yeah us, and it's so and important i know yeah and you know you can probably look at that lightly but it's 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 genuinely the case because like for me like like for even on a very simple level like we often you'd have um a lot like and vegetarianism is quite popular these days and I'm, I'm all for it you know but what can happen sometimes is people not might get they might not get adequate protein intake for example this is just a very basic example but they'll come they could come in we've seen it happen quite a bit before where they'd have um ongoing back pain and if you think about the, the fact that protein is the building block for muscle if we were to look at the diet or we have done in the past and to notice that if they, if they were to track their food and we were to have a look at a diary over the course of two weeks and their protein intake is so low that essentially their muscle can't actually adapt to the exercise they've been given so they're never going to get out of the pain no. that they have in their back mm -hmm. unless they change the diet you know it's all, it's so it's so intricately linked they all link yeah they all link in and and, and again it's like it, it doesn't matter where it's a little bit of pain or or whether it's you know you know whatever the, whatever someone might be suffering with you know even even from a mental health perspective improving your diet and the quality of the food you're eating can help too like so so obviously there's that kind of mental side of things from our psychological side of things we'll talk and we'd say and then you know from a physical point of view i i would tie in there the the the, the movement um profile type thing where where i'm identifying how someone can be a, a better physical human in terms of how they move how efficient are they you know how strong or, or weak are they in places and identifying individual you know discrepancies in someone's makeup and targeting those areas with specific exercise plans and routines um, and and it depends on what people need maybe they just need to be functional maybe they need to be able to take a big tackle on a pitch or maybe they need to be the fastest man over the, over 100 meters whatever it might be and we tailor that to their needs and their health you know so essentially like what we're trying to do as physios from a physical point of view is like basically make the individual the best athlete that they can be and it doesn't matter if they play sport or not you're trying to make them you know the best human that they can be physically um you know tying that in then with the kind of the the mental the mental side the mental health side of things and the psychological side of things in terms of self-development and people's awareness and and then tying in the nutrition where you're 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 making sure that you're you're on top of maybe your calorie intake if you're overweight or you know that you're getting adequate protein to support your body in its recovery and then on top of that then in order to get the benefits of all those things you got to make sure that you're getting your sleep in and there's plenty of research out that there now they say it's the 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 best legal performance enhancing drug that there is on on the planet like mm -hmm. sleep you know and, and and definitely modern society is moving away from good sleep so we have to get back into that but that ties in all those things you know ultimately you won't become the best athlete or you won't have the best psychology in the world or you won't have the the best physical makeup in the world without the sleep and you tie those those things all together psychology the fitness side of things the nutritional side of things the recovery side of things and you're you're basically my view on it anyway would be that you're trying to make yourself the best human that you can possibly be to live the longest healthiest happiest life that you can that's perfect you know it's really good and i think it kind of it's almost like a definition in terms of what you're trying to do here because whether it's on a field whether it's just a day-to-day -day human carrying on in life you're trying to be the best you can and that's not somebody that's getting up in the morning you know four hours sleep the night before and um, poor diet 
you know getting up carrying on in their day and then just kind of slouching through the day getting home relaxing oh i need to get back into bed i'm so tired staying up that whole day staying up all through the night eating eating everything you're kind of saying more so with the exercise just training two three times a week or you know gradually build it up you know take this out of your diet and then put this in or push the protein up just slightly more you know taking out processed foods and stuff like that and i completely see where the vegan um ism veganism is getting bigger and it's it's a big thing but i see a lot of people that are just getting on board just because it's trendy and it's oh i'm a vegan or i'm a vegetarian and I, I, that's fine that's no problem but are you still getting yeah. that protein are you exactly. still getting you know your iron into your body are you still yeah. getting all of the supplements you need and it is possible it just takes planning and it takes mm -hmm. attention to detail but it is personally possible and, and it's great you know it's and it's admirable in, in, in it's in, great but it's not good if you're if your body is the expense exactly 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 yes yeah yeah 100 yeah absolutely we'll call um, it there must be. yeah can i just say one just one, you so, jump in whatever you want so, this is where i want you to kind of say what you need to say yeah just just because i don't want to take all the credit so just back on the thing about the the dublin situation um oh yeah perfect yeah, so yeah. i'll just say look yeah so with the with the with the dublin situation it, it, you know i got lucky and it's it's amazing to be to have gotten involved in something that i love so much and while i worked in college um I, I worked under Davy Billings, so Davy passed passed away a couple of years ago. An unbelievable, a legend of Dublin GAA, and it was very close to him. And uh, he um, he kind of the, Dublin at the time were looking for for another physio to come on board with the physio that they they had at the time, who they still have, Eamon O'Reilly, who's a great friend of mine and an, and a fantastic physio. But um, we uh, I I ended up kind of semi interviewing for for the job through Davy and. Uh, I um, so I ended up getting it and I've been involved since myself and Eamon still still do it. So yeah, unbelievable to have gotten involved. So but you're giving credit where it's due, and you're kind of I like that about you because you're it's respectful that you're not forgetting where you came from. Without yeah. these certain figures around you, without uh, these influences, you wouldn't be sitting here right now. Listen, that's a huge achievement. I mean, we're here in a in a fabulous facility in a very good location. I mean, I only met you a week ago, and I've straight away I said I want to get him right at the top of the pile. I want to get you on the podcast because I feel that there's not enough awareness. I mean. Having working in a hospital and, and seeing the physiotherapy department, it's impeccable. I mean, it couldn't be any better, but it's in the hospital. Yeah. So, you know, when people leave the hospital or when people aren't necessarily a patient mm. or aren't necessarily somebody that needs physio in their opinion, I mean, what do you do then? Who do you go to then? We have the best services possible on campus. Yeah. But for people that aren't attending that's the hospital, right, yeah. that's when I kind of think of it. and. I think of people like you and that's yeah. when I think of myself you know I've never broke a bone in my body and that's I'm so grateful for that I mean as a kid climbing up walls and playing football and jumping in for tackles I could have broke two legs but I've been very lucky I never broke a bone in my body but I think what happens if I did what happens if I did hmm. like my friend tear my ACL or if I did end up on an accident or you know I came off my bike who do you turn to then and I think this is where your services and this is where this whole um, you know business comes into play yeah it's so important and like the, the like and I, well, I suppose we have to be aware as well that there is the in ireland as well there's that public and private sector do you have time a, a minute a minute there is that public and private sector thing so you know it's it's difficult for some people in terms of their financial situation where they might not be able to just spend 65 euro for a physio session and, and have that luxury and um, but i suppose what we're actually trying to do here is make fitness affordable we're, we're, we're trying to offer the the expertise that we have 
at a competitive price and, and like I mean that genuinely to, to, so to allow people to, to almost look we, we, we have a situation here where people can totally look after their, their fitness from week to week and it's affordable um, because we do believe that's really important people need to be able to access you're thinking of the end user because yeah. if you put the prices sky high I mean your clientele is going to be very small yeah. it'll be a small minority that can afford that but when you just bring it down slightly then you'll get all people all walks of life coming in whether they're an elderly person that needs to improve their mobility or whether they're a young person so so for anybody that's interested in maybe becoming a client of Moss's or even just coming down to Sports Physio Ireland just for a session you know even a consultation just for some advice Moss is here uh, Fitzwilliam Street down yeah, Fitzwilliam Street Upper, yeah, 29 yeah. Fitzwilliam Street Upper. Really easy to get there. I just drove in, um, really central, great location to have it actually, um, not out of the way, really suits probably most people, especially with transport around Dublin and all over the country. Speaks for itself, Dublin Senior Hurling team have chose here, I mean, one of the most toughest physical sports there is out there. Um, one of the most straining sports, especially with the amount of, you know, pressure and hits and all sorts of physical damage on the body, and they come here. So I mean, that's a, a testament to itself. Yeah, You're yeah. obviously doing something right. Ah, thanks very much. Um, yeah. But if anyone wants to even just drop Moss an Instagram message or message him on Facebook, um, just for some advice. I mean, his services are here available, and he's more than happy to help everybody. I'll put Moss's um, Instagram handle below. I'll also put Sports Physio Ireland's Instagram website and Facebook and social media platforms below. So. Thanks very much for today, Moss. Really yeah, appreciate it. No worries. Thank Pleasure you. Pleasure, Russ. Thank Thanks you. very much.